Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It still gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We are so excited that you're with us this morning. We're at the beginning of a new year. This is Brad Gray, one of your hosts. And, and I'm Janine Bitson, and it's just wonderful to start the new year out this way is, with absolutely. you on radio, Brad. You know, the, the faith is uh, is as real and, and powerful as it ever was, right? That's the beautiful thing about each new year. Um, we have an opportunity to go deeper, right? Right, right. And it, and it is so important. You know, we make New Year's resolutions and, and those are all good. But uh, have we made spiritual resolutions mm-hmm. that can help bring us closer in our relationship to, to God and, and just knowing, knowing and loving Him more? Absolutely. And, and even that leads to serving Him better and, and so forth. So, um, you know, as we do everything here at Real Presence Radio, we begin in prayer. Yes. And, and one of those resolutions for me is a prayer that was given uh, to me, um, all laminated on a card. And, mm. and I've had it there, but I haven't really used it yeah. like I should. So, so this is something I want to be doing every day. Um, it's a prayer for protection and healing. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for all you have given us. Please cover us with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in us with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, and discernment to help us know your will and surrender to you more completely. Father, please heal us from our negative emotions and any wounds in our heart and spirit. Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative genetic intergenerational and addictive material, past, present, or to come, known or unknown, against us, our relationships, our family, finances, possession, and ministry. Father, we forgive and ask forgiveness for our sins and failings, and we ask that Our whole person, body and mind, heart and will, soul and spirit, memory and emotions, attitudes and values be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, we bind and break the power and effect in their companion spirits in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to leave us peacefully and quietly. Jesus We thank you for healing the effects of these spirits in and around us. Dear Holy Spirit, please fill any void in us with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray, we pray, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, please pray for us and with us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for leading us in that, Janine. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. We actually had a guest on the live drive once, mm. and they brought these cards. Oh, and, cool. Uh, and I've hung on to it, and I just thought, you know what? 
this year more than ever, we really need to pray as a nation, as a world, yes. for God's peace and unity. And, you know, that's a beautiful way of inviting in the Lordship of Christ, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the fatherly care of, of the Heavenly Father. And, you know, as you mentioned, that this year is especially a time for prayer. There's also uh, another treasure that the Lord God has given us in uh, St. Joseph as a, our, the, the patron of the Universal Church, right. the protector of the family. And we are excited to start this show off now speaking with Jen Settle from the Theology of the Body Institute, who has uh, partnered up with Dr. Greg Bataro of the Catholic Psych Institute to create a, uh, a 44-day preparation for consecration to St. Joseph. So there's so much good stuff here. I'm excited to talk about this. My wife and I have been doing this. It's fantastic. So I'd love to get us going. Good morning to you, Jen. Thank you so much for being on with us this morning. Good morning, Brad and Janine. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you mm. and, and to talk about this spiritual fatherhood is yeah. just so amazing. Absolutely. Uh, Jen, this is this is a beautiful thing that... that uh, you and Dr. Bataro have brought forward, uh, and it's it's a perhaps in some ways an unexpected outgrowth of your work with the Theology of the Body Institute. I believe, anyway, I know that that you work with the Theology of the Body Institute. Um, you don't Saint Joseph isn't the first thing that you think of, but although perhaps that's that's not as it ought to be. But uh, tell us a little bit first before we get into this. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your work with the Theology of the Body Institute, and that sort of thing. Sure, great, thank you. Um, I'm actually in Philadelphia, so the Theology of the Body Institute is uh, in the Philadelphia area. Uh, I am a consecrated virgin in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. We're celebrating my fourth anniversary as a consecrated virgin on the Feast of the Presentation in February, mm. so uh, less than a month away. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, so I have worked at the Institute for 13 years. And yes, you wouldn't assume knowing a little bit about or learning about John Paul II's theology of the body that St. Joseph would really come to mind, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but in actuality, you know, learning about our identity, John Paul II um, teaches us about our identity and vocation in the theology of the body. And so it's so important for us to learn who we are and what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man. And sometimes we don't have good role models in our lives to teach us, to show us, to be witness to us about how to live authentic femininity and how to live authentic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And so uh, St. Joseph is one of the people, for me and for many, many people, we can look to St. Joseph as, um, and obviously Christ also is the perfect man, mm-hmm. uh, but St. Joseph in his spiritual fatherhood and in his masculinity to, to be a witness to men and to women who, uh, you know, may have woundedness in their in their past of masculinity or fatherhood, and how Saint Joseph can really be, you know, a guide and a help and a and a mentor through that through his life and learning about him. So for me in particular, this my my love for Saint Joseph really was uh, a Benedictine monk hmm. uh, from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Uh, I got to be friends with him, and he loved he loved St. Joseph, and he was just really encouraging me to get to know St. Joseph. And uh, through him and through just an openness of, who is this man? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. What was his life like? What was his heart like? What was his fatherhood like? And, and really to encounter St. Joseph in a personal way for myself, to 
as you know, my father did the best that he could as my as my dad, and he was amazing. But you know, no one is perfect mm-hmm. in in their fatherhood or motherhood, and so it just like played a, a role, a big role for me of healing places in my heart as a daughter, where my father, because of his own woundedness, just really wasn't able to to be present to me in the way that I needed him to as a daughter, and so really started developing that relationship with St. Joseph to really share my daughter's heart with St. Joseph as my father. Mm. And that just became a, a you know, a, a breeding ground really for, for growth and, and for healing. And <clears throat> my father has since uh, passed away. He passed away about seven years ago. Mm. And even in that, St. Joseph, you know, really entrusting my father and his death to, to St. Joseph. St. Joseph is the patron of a holy holy death. And so uh, St. Joseph just became really uh, a father to me. And huh. so that's sort of how personally that, that happened for me, wow. of really encountering him personally. That's beautiful. I, that, I feel like there's so many ways that we can go into this, Jen. Um, I mean, one of the things that, that comes to mind as you're talking and, and sharing that you're a consecrated virgin, obviously, we live in a hypersexualized world right now, and mm-hmm. it's when I say at the beginning that you know Saint Joseph isn't perhaps the first focal point that you think of with theology of the body. Um, that's not to say that John Paul didn't actually dwell on Saint Joseph in his teaching on theology of the body and and the uniqueness of the relationship, the marriage between mm-hmm. Joseph and Mary, and the celibacy, and and you as a consecrated virgin. Um, Gosh, I mean, I, I think there's there's so many things that, like I said, we could go into, but I, I can only imagine that he stands for us in in the face of our sexuality gone gone mad, right? right. Um, as someone who really truly possesses himself and his body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, speak into that a little bit as a consecrated virgin. What what Saint Joseph means to you in that sort of a relationship? Yeah, for for me in particular, you know, Joseph. Uh, you know, Our Lady was a virgin. They had a virginal marriage, so they had a celibate marriage. And so St. Joseph, who wasn't perfect, <laughs> you know, they, he, Our Lady was, but she mm-hmm. was not, he, he had to learn how to integrate his sexuality, his desire, um, into a, a pure relationship with Our Lady, who he, he loved so deeply. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved so deeply to, to take her as his wife that uh, he had to learn how to integrate uh, his desire, his sexuality um, in in his vocation. And that's really where I have to do as a consecrated virgin. We all have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in particular, as a consecrated virgin, of, uh, it's not, and priests will tell you this, celibates will tell you this, it's not as when you get ordained or consecrated, you have no desires and, and suddenly you're like asexual or something. You're not. Mm-hmm. You live your femininity or masculinity to its even more fullness. And so for me, St. Joseph really was, um, I could look at him as a way of helping me to integrate my sexuality in my virginity and how I live that out uh, in my in my consecrated life. Hmm. So St. Joseph played a role in that for me as well and continues to do that. Beautiful. Yeah, that, that's so, so wonderful. And you know, you look at the Holy Family and and how they can just influence us in such a positive way with that 
unconditional love, with that devotion to the vocation that God asked them to carry out, you know, in in salvation history, and and how we can just identify and lock on to their example is so, so important, which brings us all back to this 44-day consecration to St. Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, for me... For me also, just in in my consecration, that, you know, by the time I was consecrated, I really felt like Our Lady and St. Joseph were my parents. They're my Mm. spiritual parents. Mm -hmm. And so, walking into my consecration, even the morning of my consecration, of just having the sense of, as a consecrated virgin, Jesus becomes my bridegroom. He is my spouse. And so, a sense for me of, like, our Lady and St. Joseph really being my in-laws. <laughs> like right, I'm, I'm right. Becoming, I'm becoming part of the family that they had already welcomed me into because they had really adopted me as, as their daughter. And so just this great, like, being a part of and We're all invited into that relationship with the, with the Holy Family. Yeah. We're all invited to have that. Isn't that so neat, too, that when you look at St. Joseph and you think of that uh, spiritual adoption as well, I mean, it leads us to a deeper understanding that we are adopted sons and daughters of God through our baptism. And, And how beautiful is that, that, you know, we know God is our Father. But then to look at St. Joseph and and see, we have statues of him that depict, you know, the beautiful, gentle man that he is. And and isn't that what we all want in a father? And we know that God is that same gentle spiritual father. (laughs) He's the ultimate, you know, the the one and only God. But, you know, it's just so wonderful that God gives us saints and gives us role Mm -hmm. models. And then here we have our holy family that... You can't beat them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and really, St. Joseph being that, you know, conduit to the God the Father. Right. You know, that as we encounter the fatherhood of St. Joseph, he's, he's modeling the fatherhood of God. Exactly. And so, like, as we're entering in, it's, we don't stop at St. Joseph right. and his fatherhood. His fatherhood, encountering his fatherhood is meant for us to be led into an encounter with God the Father and God the Father's Father. Amen to that. And that's exactly Mary's fiat as well. Everything she does, she, you know, points to her son Jesus and 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 to, you know, the divinity of our God, you know, um, yeah. and how beautiful is that. You know, Jen, we're going to have to go on a quick break here, but when we come okay. back, let's really delve into the 44-day preparation for the consecration to Jesus through St. Joseph. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. 
These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. As a working mother, I was thrilled to learn about the University of Mary's new online Catholic-infused graduate programs that truly work around my schedule. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are speaking right now with Jen Settle of the Theology of the Body Institute. Jen is also a co-author with Dr. Greg Bataro of the 44-Day Preparation for Consecration to Jesus through St. Joseph. Jen, this is such a terrific thing and so timely, so providentially inspired, uh, it seems, because um, back on December 8th, Pope Francis kind of surprised everyone by declaring that this is the year of St. Joseph right now. And, you know, from December 8th of 2020 to December 8th of 2021. And it's it's providential in that respect that that the Holy Father has turned the, the gaze of the church towards St. Joseph, but it's also providential in terms of the state of of the world right mm, now, uh, yeah. the state of masculinity, the state that we find that you know at the heart of the crisis that we face in the church is is um, such a, a multitudinous abdication of of men surrendering their their roles as loving mm-hmm. fathers, as devoted devoted spouses, as you know. Um, as being these icons of the Heavenly Father that we talked about last time. And, and St. Joseph provides this model for us of, of blending together this, this gentle meekness, this tenderness of care that we see him uh, live out as, as father of, uh, foster father of, of, of the child Jesus, but also being, as we pray in the, the litany to St. Joseph, the terror of demons, the protector of the church, the one who manfully stands up in defense of the Son of God, um, could you speak to that a little bit? Because this all inspired, um, to some extent, I assume, your your creation of this consecration to Saint Joseph. It did. You're exactly right, uh, Brad. That let the really the reason why or the inspiration coming from for this this consecration. You know, Dr. Greg is a Catholic psychologist and works with men and families and priests and married couples and. 
and my work at the Institute, you know, as well, working with a variety of vocations and understanding masculinity and femininity and really seeing in our work at the Institute and Dr. Gregg's work in, in at Catholic Psych is uh, to really help men to understand what is it to be a man mm-hmm. and how do you live that out? How to live out your fatherhood, whether that's biological or adoptive or spiritual, what that looks like. Uh, how to, what does it mean to, to provide and protect as a man, as Joseph did. And so Joseph became this, this model for, uh, for Greg and for myself and, and for Greg personally, as he's, he's a father of five or six, I believe. I think yeah, they're pregnant six, with a six. Yep. And so uh, it became a model for him, but as well as helping men in his practice and uh, to be able to come to a deeper understanding of, of masculinity. And again, the healing of uh, the, the father wound, regardless of, of men or women. So, yeah. I, I love it. Um, you know, one of the things that, that grabbed me as uh, my wife and I have been going through this preparation, uh, you know, we often speak of Mary's fiat, right? The response to the, mm-hmm. the angel, the archangel Gabriel, and, and allowing the Lord God um, to make her the vessel uh, through which the Son of God comes into the world. Um, but you guys dwell a little bit. You take draw from that something I had never thought about, and I think many of us had never thought about, Joseph's fiat, that Joseph yeah. also had to agree to this plan, and that you see Joseph, he's kind of always in the background, but he's very much there and involved and engaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with Joseph in particular, you know, Mary would have entered into a marital relationship with Joseph, as in mm-hmm. legally married to Joseph, with telling him that she desired to always to be a perpetual virgin. Mm-hmm. And so entering into a, a married state with Joseph, Joseph would also have to give his yes, his fiat, to have a virginal marriage with Our Lady. So, yes, we don't think about that. We don't think about what was Joseph going on in Joseph's heart, other than the dreams, you know, that we hear in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was going on in his heart? What was his yes? he needed to give and there's sort of a, a, a in his masculinity of like it's not just meekness and mary wanted it so he just abdicated it was like no joseph in his masculinity and his uh being her her bridegroom and being you know going to be the father a, a spiritual father that he needed to give his yes so he stood in that place of his masculinity giving his yes to our lady and to jesus hmm. that's awesome and that's really that's really where we, we came with this consecration. It was confidential. We actually, um, Greg, Dr. Greg had this idea and sort of an outline, a little bit of an outline of it. And he knows, uh, because we've met through the Theology Institute and our friends, he knows my love for St. Joseph mm. and, and asked me to, to co-write this with him. And it was two and a half years ago. It was about three weeks before his feast day on March mm. 19th. And so we did it online. It was a you would you would sign up for an email, and we would send you a daily email with the reflections and the prayers. And we were really writing them a week ahead of time. <laughs> so we we just felt you know inspired by the Holy Spirit and and St. Joseph and Our Lady and the Holy Family to to really bring this out. And we thought, well, between the two of us, we could get a couple hundred people. And we actually had uh, about 4,000 people wow. who did the online version of it, uh, the daily um, email. And then from that, they really 
the people who did the consecration said, oh, I wish I could give this to my friends or relatives. And so we basically self-published it on Amazon, and uh, it's, we make no money off hmm. of it. So it's four ninety seven yeah. on Amazon, and that's the price for printing it. So <laughs> we just wanted to get it to as many people as possible. And so there's just been great response to it. So just to kind of go through what does this look like, it's 44 days from between his so March 19th and May 1st. And so the 44 days there are broken up into six different weeks with six different themes. And so uh, you'll see, again, that preparation, tilling the soil of our heart, sort of getting us ready. Where are the places where we, you know, we need to um, be purified in our heart and our relationship with the Lord so that then we can sort of enter into who is, who is Our Lady and how did St. Joseph her, his devotion to Our Lady, his fiat, his trust, his joy in her assumption. Um, and so then it's knowledge of St. Joseph. What does he teach us? He teaches us about silence. There's not a word spoken in Scripture that, that, uh, from St. Joseph, but there's something in that silence that we, uh, you know, that he teaches us about his humility, about his virtue, his purity. And then also, obviously, leading us into knowledge of Christ. So what was his, um, his relationship with, with Christ in all of that? And then finally, the knowledge of the Holy Family. The, the consecration is the consecration to Jesus through St. Joseph, but it's an integrated look at the Holy Family. Mm. So that's why we focus on Our Lady, St. Joseph, and Jesus. And then finally, making the, the, the actual consecration on this feast day on May 1st. Hmm. That's how it's meant to be done, but you can do it at any other time as well. Sure. And and have the 44th day be Christmas or the Feast of the Holy Family or other feast days as well. Awesome. Say, Jen, you know, one thing that just was occurring to me is, you know, we're speaking about this consecration to St. Joseph. Um, that that whole idea may be foreign to, to many people. So what, sure. what exactly is the point and what is consecration to St. Joseph or to Mary or, you know, obviously to Jesus really? through both of them. Yes. So consecration needs to be set aside. So when we consecrate ourselves to St. Joseph or we consecrate ourselves to Our Lady, we're actually consecrating ourselves to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing is we're setting ourselves aside for Christ. And in a certain way, there are certain saints that can help us to understand uh, how or be witnesses of how we live that. So making a consecration to Jesus through St. Joseph is really having a devotion to St. Joseph and the way that he lived to help us to give more of our life and our heart to Jesus, Mm. to set aside more of ourselves, all of ourselves, to Jesus. You know, that's so beautifully put, because as as Catholics, you know, we, we don't worship the saints, uh, but um, people not Catholic tend to think that's what we're doing. And so it's very important to understand that we have these special friendships that we develop, these special relationships we develop with our friends in heaven, and they pray for us, mm-hmm. and and we... We ask for their intercession, and we ask for their help, and we we try to emulate their holy lives. And that's why God gives us saints, and that's why God gives mm-hmm. us these holy men and women who walk the face of the earth, um, so that they can help lead us to Christ. They can help lead us to that eternal 
uh, heavenly relationship that we're all destined for if we lead those lives. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, Jen, um, that my own experience of going through this, I'm, I'm not all the way through it yet, but um, more than halfway, and, and um, it's definitely radically enhanced my devotion to St. Joseph. It's also mm, turned, uh, you know, um, I, I forget which prophetic book it is, but it talks about how they'll turn the hearts of fathers to their, their children. Um, and it's been definitely doing that for me. It's it's interesting as a mm. father, you know, you if you have several children, you, you find that, you know, some of their personalities will resonate more readily and more easily with your own, and others are a little bit more challenging. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've, you know, for some time, it's been kind of a challenge. It's like, how do I discover the, the unique beauty and wonder of, of this mm. particular person? And St. Joseph has really become a linchpin now for me in uh, working with some of my kids and, and trying to reach out to them and be the kind of father that St. Joseph was. So it's, it's been really fruitful for myself already. Um, we've Go only ahead. got about a minute left, but are there any kind of final encouragements? Um, you know, maybe how do people get signed up for the consecration to St. Joseph? Are there recommended sure. dates that someone might start or anything like that? Sure. So you can actually find the, the consecration book on the Institute website. You can order it from our store at tobinstitute.org. You just go to the store link and you can order the, the consecration book there. You can also order it on Amazon. But it is 44 days, so the next cycle would be to, to begin on March uh, 19th. And so you have a little bit, yeah, a month or so to, to get your book and to, and to start on March 19th, and that will end on May 1st. We also, on Facebook, we have a closed Facebook group, so you can just uh, search on Facebook, Consecration uh, to St. Joseph, and it's also people from throughout the world. We have 8,000 people on the Facebook group mm. who um, share their love for St. Joseph, pray for one another as well, so you can... Uh, contact you know us uh, through that as well, and uh, and especially with this year of Saint Joseph, it's the perfect yes. time yes. really to enter into. There's a litany of Saint Joseph. I yep. would encourage people to, to begin to pray daily. That you just get to know all the titles of his identity and and who he is. So yep. that would be a suggestion as well. Love it. Thank you so much, Jen, for being on with us. Thank you so much for the for creating this. It's been certainly fruitful in my life, and I. I really believe that uh, that our listeners can benefit from that as well. Praise God. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Well, You're we welcome. are going to have to take a quick break here, but we'll be back uh, with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 